Hello, welcome to Regular Features, the, the show, podcast that's always a the, show. The podcast that's the show. The show. That's the same. Same. Every week. So we synchronised. Yes. We're ready. We're attuned. Who's that over there, Matt Lees? And Stephen Hogarty. Very careful not to speak over either one of you during the intro, which I would say is the most important part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, my feature is the best it's part my, of the podcast. What are you going to be doing, Steve? What? No one knows my name yet. I'm Log. <laughs> now fucking ask your trivial question, Matt. What are you doing, Steve? What's your feature going to be? My feature is all about birdseed. Nah, it's birdseed's in there. It's about more about the birds. Yeah. More bird. That's me doing a feature about birds, like I always do. That's <laughs> fucking predictable. Constant bird content. What are you doing, Matt? As always, I am going to be um, reading a script about a strange man uh, delivering boxes around the basement. And Log, first of all, we've got a treat from you, right? I shall be delivering the most appropriate tribute to Aretha Franklin since Madonna's. As you do every week. And finally, sadly... Thank God it's it's relevant. Sadly. Thank God. Eulogy (laughs) whiz. I can't wait. Let's do a podcast now, thanks. Oh, hello. I seem to have forgotten what time it is. Could you, could you please tell me what time it is? Of course I can. It's time for regular features. Podcast dog. <laughs> Hello, Potok. You're good, Potok. Only you're good, Potok. Good, Potok. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Rate and subscribe. He just spoke. He just spoke. He said rate and subscribe. Podcast dog. So good. Bye. That's the podcast dog. He's he was gone. fantastic. Log, are you going to do as a feature? I was very sad to hear the passing of Aretha Franklin. So was I. Yeah, I was as well. I rewatched I'm more them. sad. I'm slightly more sad. Yes. About the passing of a chuckle brother. Mm. Which is why I'm thinking of shit about him. Temporarily keeping a moustache in solidarity as he, a sort of tribute. He accidentally, or maybe knowingly, reposted one Britain first thing that was one of the things Did that he? was designed to dupe gullible people into reposting their things like retweet if you like a cat. Well he did always play an idiot in the television but, documentary sorry, series but, Chuckle Vision, so maybe he was an idiot. If you make one mistake like that, it's you're I am going to fucking No you're right. I'm going to vilify you on all the social medias or at least like people who do vilify you. And I know that Urethra Frank Franklin is like way more talented and way you more said Urethra just you, I, you it's said fine. It's fine. I copied I'll, him. I'll, I'll be doing that too. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Because I mean the whole point of this thing is I you may be aware that Did you dog, do that first and I copied you or did I just do that? I think it's the single most obvious thing you can do I with that name. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. Urethra has been on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> can I just make a quick joke? Explains. Can I make a quick joke about the death of Barry Chuckle? Yes. yes. That he would like because he was a comedian. And I think when a comedian dies, I think it's okay to make a joke because that's yeah. what they'd like. Um a lot of people don't seem to get that. A lot of, on Twitter, people were saying to me, to me, to me, in response to oh, Barry. So there's Trump's no one passing. saying it back. There's no one saying it. That's actually quite a poignant little joke. And I thought yeah. that that was quite that's quite nice. Especially if there's a an ellipsis and a question mark after the last one. 
Oh yeah. Let's be real as well. They were mostly famous for like what I liked about them was they basically like they really were just consistently demeaning themselves to make people laugh. Yeah. They just played idiots for years and like people loved them. I saw someone reply to that saying, A man has died. Please have some respect. Uh, that like, is, it's respecting their work. It really is respecting their work. And if Barry Chuckle could see it, then I think he'd be like, That's good. And that's a nice little joke. Well, luckily, there's still the other one. Ask him to weigh in. (laughs) (laughs) My joke was that it's a shame Barry Chuckle died first because he could never become a pallbearer. Oh. It's less respectful, but it's still a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't do any pallbearer bearing jokes on Chuckle Brother or Chuckle Vision. (laughs) It's not really in keeping with the tone of the show, you know. They often had manic sequences in golf carts, etc. But I don't think there was any actual death. Not much at a funeral. Yeah, but basically, you may have also heard that Madonna did what was widely considered a disrespectful... Did she? ...homage to her... Oh. He did a disrespectful. Well, it's not what happened. What, I, what from what I can make out from what happened, everyone was going wild on Twitter because that's what happened when someone does a tribute to yeah. someone and then just tells really weak anecdotes that relate mostly to themselves for about a couple of minutes. Right. Yeah. But she says she's just bundled onto stage and said, oh, "Can you tell a quick anecdote about Aretha, please?" And um, yeah, I don't know who the fuck's got the balls to bundle Madonna onto stage and say, do a fucking anecdote, you fucking, <laughs> you nobody. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. I, I feel no animosity to anyone in regards to it, but I would like to give my own slightly more respectful tribute to Aretha Franklin. I feel like I've lost the ability to like find the wall between the word urethra and urethra and urethra now. Like I, I was spent like five seconds after that being like, did you just say urethra? There's the two pronunciations and a void between them from which piss may shoot. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you said urethra twice. Did I? Urethra I, and urethra. I'm not doing this on purpose. Like aretha, shit, aretha, aretha. You're doing it as well. This is this is like Pontypool. This is some weird like verbal virus. I'm I'm losing my mind. I've I've nothing but respect, and I feel like I, it's going to come across like I'm being disrespectful as a joke. <laughs> Fuck. It's fine. I know I do that all the time, but this time I'm you're, not. You're kind of treading on the final joke, <laughs> but, but it's fine. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I I took caution that someone might already have made the joke. <laughs> <clears throat> Please, respectful voice. I was truly terribly sorry to hear of the passing of Aretha Franklin. If you're anything like me, Aretha would have played a huge, almost immeasurable role in your life. Like when I was at school and I put my hand up to answer a question, and I got the question wrong. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Aretha Franklin would have known the answer to that question. I guess now I'll never know if Aretha Franklin knew whether to use the sine or cosine rule to determine the angles of a triangle where you do know the lengths of the sides, but none of the internal angles. I know now, of course, it is the cosine rule. My point is, I don't know if Aretha Franklin knows. All I know is, on this issue at least, she cannot beat me even, or especially, in death. I also remember a time I was in a small claims court for non-payment of a utility bill. I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, it was a pretty cut-and-dried case. My defence rested mainly on the legally novel concept of good and evil electricity, and in order to back up my case that I had been delivered purely evil electricity for the duration of my contract, I had painted a scowling face on my kettle and put it in a plastic bag so that it looked like evidence. (laughs) 
The judge was having none of it, so I decided to play to the jury. I started singing My Funny Valentine, a song which I later learned had also been sung by Aretha Franklin. Later on, my mate told me you don't have juries in small claims court, which explains why I got stung for the full amount. But still, to this day, I'd love to know who the hell those 12 bastards I sang to were. <laughs> if Aretha were alive today, maybe she could tell me. But she is not, because she is dead. Her passing has left a number of loose ends in my life. And to be honest, I could do without it. Aretha played a very important role in my sexual awakening. When I saw a picture of her next to right said Fred, and realised I was into bold guys. When she sang Respect, I was like, yes, I enjoyed being respected too, and started telling people I was a doctor. And when she recorded Dion Warwick's I Say a Little Prayer for You, I thought, that's nice, and said a little prayer for me too. I sometimes wondered what you prayed for me, Aretha, and whether God saw fit to deliver it. If it was that all-chocolate-no-wafer-kit-cat-chunky, then I am happy to report that your prayer was both received and answered, and it was delicious. I am just saying you were not there when I got it, because I went absolutely wild and was telling everyone for weeks. I guess life cannot be perfect. But then I suppose the most imperfect form of life is death. At least I am not dead. And I don't say that to gloat. It's just that I've got a few things on, and I do hate letting people down. What a profoundly important woman she was. Her lungs were two alchemists who would never meet each other, separated in the chest cavity, as they were, by other innards of some description. But those lungs conspired like wizards, wearing her tits as their hats, to convert base oxygen into a pure stream of gold that she would gleefully expel from her mouth. It is this powerful image that makes me convinced that it is clever and respectful, and not juvenile or obvious, to call her Euretha Franklin. What I'm trying to say is, I've spent a good ten minutes trying to give the thinnest veneer of respectability to the laziest and most well-worn joke about her name, and I'm sure Euretha would agree, now more than ever, that time is precious. So in actual fact it'd be disrespecting her if I didn't honour those ten minutes by repeatedly calling a dead woman Euretha. But she wasn't just a urethra. She was also a Franklin. And the Franklin Mint are famous for their commemorative coins. And urethra deserves to be commemorated because she is mint. <laughs> <laughs> now here is a song what I have wrote. Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin, on your death I was not banklin. Your talents were burst in, in a genre I'm not versed in. Anyway, I've got to go. I've got tennis with Henry. Thank that you. was that was weirdly touching. I don't know if it's the slightly nicer microphones that I've just <laughs> added to the pod beast, but I was wrapped. I was slightly unnerved by the silent respect of your voices, as though you didn't want to seem equally disrespectful by joining. Even in. though the things you were saying weren't respectful, I felt like they were just from the tone of your voice. I was using a new tone of voice that I'm trying to build on to convince you people. Expecting I'm not a to bastard. have lots of funerals in the future. Have you been to my pub? They're all dying. <laughs> Do you have to go to their funerals? Yes. But they're dead. But their friends would say, oh, he just wanted the money then, didn't he? And, and you must right. You must never give that impression. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Oh, hello. Would you like another feature?
Yes, please. That would be wonderful. So I've been, like, in Somerset House for about a year now. And I've been just roaming around. And I've seen lots of interesting things there. I've heard lots of interesting things there. You've got lots of interesting people. You've got arty people. You've got businessy people. All the types of people you can possibly imagine. However, sometimes you see really strange things. Or you bump into really an inexplicable phenomenon. And one of the one of the things I I stumbled into was um, a man just pushing boxes around on a trolley, just very slowly bumbling along, wearing a very sharp suit, but just pushing a trolley full of boxes around underground in basically a kind of strange cellar area. And there's nothing that weird about that, apart from the fact this man was Nick Clegg. Oh, poor Sarah. I think Celeraria is nicer than Celador. Celeraria. Celeraria. Celador. It's an area where Celadors can cavort free. Anyway, carry on. Nick well, Clegg, you N- say? Yeah, Nick Clegg. <laughs> right. And I, 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 the first time I saw this, I was like, I just saw Nick Clegg pushing boxes around in a basement. And everyone was like... No, you didn't. He's trying to solve a puzzle. This is the thing. It doesn't sound real. Was the pressure plates. But then somebody else saw him doing the same thing later that day. And they were like, no, I just saw him pushing boxes around. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, I saw him again. Like in this basement, pushing boxes around. I was like, what the hell is Nick Clegg doing underground? Is he he literally so disgraced that he's hiding underground with boxes? Is there something going on? What's what's in the box? Why would he be pushing the box? Why would he be pushing the boxes around? What's in the boxes? If it's a simple matter of being so disgraced that you go underground, pushing boxes, well, it's got nothing to do with it. You know, no one's like, oh, I'm so disgraced, I'm going to push this box. It might just past the days i don't know anyway i wanted to know what was going on with this crazy weird situation with nick clegg in the basement so i followed him around and this is what i heard doopy doopy doo clegging ain't easy people say damn greasy but clegging ain't easy clegg <laughs> nick clegg is that you? Ah, hello, yes, yes. Well, you see, I did stop most of the evil things from happening, and if I, if I hadn't been the deputy at the time, then I'm, then I'm certain that those young boys at the party would have died. What are you doing carrying boxes around underground? Well, I've got rather a lot of cleaning up to do, haven't I? Oh, you'll have to excuse me, my dearest pleb. My business partner is waiting in this cupboard, and he isn't always in the best of spirits. Do do do, we're clagging, we're clagging an egg, we're heckling and we're jaggling, we're clagging an egg. Can can I have a photograph, Mr. Egg? It's Clegg, and are you still here? I just told you a minute ago that I'm very, very busy. Oh, don't you know it's bad form to follow a chap you don't know into a cupboard? It's the weirdest cupboard I've ever been in. Hardly even a cupboard, really. It's like a gigantic laboratory filled with jars and vials and copper contraptions. The walls are hewn into natural rock, creating an unexpected cave structure that looks like it's been carved secretly over a number of years. But wait a minute. You can't be. The very same, Mr. Clegg. David Oblong, Secretary of Exposition for the Liberal Democrats Party. Oh, you can't just expect to barge down here and describe things in detail in the hope of bringing me back to the party, Mr. Oblong. In 2016, a splinter cell of anti-Tim Farron social media acolytes began a deep web operation to bring the party back to life. They called it Operation Cable Tie. 
its sole purpose to reinvent the public image of Vince Vincent Cable via a const via a constant bombardment of wholesome memes. Our projections suggest that by 2020, Mr. Cable's Liberal Democrats will receive exactly as many votes as outsider independent Jim Davidson, at which point our head of operations will tap his fingers together prophetically and whisper to herself, looks like we've got ourselves a cable tie. Well, what's any of this got to do with me? You're the only person we know who's done a coalition. What are the secrets? How long does it take? And are there any documents we specifically shouldn't sign? Politically speaking, how on earth do we ensure that we don't get snookered? Oh, there's no avoiding get... Oh, what the fuck was my voice before? (laughs) (laughs) There's no avoiding getting snookered when it comes to Jim Davidson. He may be a bigot, he may be a shit, but one way or another, he is going to be snookering you. Nicholas, what, what, what is going on here? What is afoot? Who is afoot? Stephen, this is David Oblong. He's from the Liberal Democrats. Ah, delightful name for a delightful man. Although I sense something stirring below. I believe your very presence here may lead to me having to deal with an increasingly tenacious spooky. Stephen is a paranormal investigator. When things get hard, he has to have a rummage around. He tries to get a hand on the matter. Or sometimes both hands. In my line of work, it's terribly important to be vigorous. Stephen Pookie, paranormal investigator. Very nice to meet you. Oh, I think there's actually something on your hands there. Ectoplasm. Nothing to fear, my boy. It's really nothing more than ghost mayonnaise. Now, on to the very meat of this luncheon sandwich. Yes. Right, so in this box, I think we've got the spirit of an angry man from Slough and uh, fragments of displeasure, disappointment and hate from basically all over Kent. What's this? These boxes contain tiny parts of actual human souls, and in some cases, whole souls of people who've completely physically died. Well, yes. And presumably, those souls come from the people who Nick Clegg left furious after his brief stint at the top of UK politics. Those who died young, left forever trapped in a cycle of eternal anger. Like, like, I don't know, like... Like someone who has an active account on Twitter. Yes, exactly. And these fragments of souls, they're not from dead people, are they? Yes, yes. Nicholas, this man's very sharp. Well, he is Secretary of Exposition. Ah, very good. They're... They're just from people who got so absolutely fucked off about you selling your voters down the river that a part of them literally floated off and died, continuing as if nothing is wrong, but with a part of their spirit forever being lost. Mr. Oblong, have you ever played the video game series Kingdom Hearts? I haven't, no. You should. It's very good. I like Donald and Mickey, and sometimes you get to go on an adventure with Buzz from Toy Story or Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, yes, you're quite right. These people are missing something, certainly. They exist like Scotch eggs who have never known... Never known. Anyway, yes, you're quite right. These people are missing something, certainly. They exist like scotch eggs who have never known breadcrumbs. Obviously a horrifying thought for you or I. But if all you've ever known is a boiled egg encased in a cage of grey cooked meat, then what could possibly be more normal? 
So what you're saying is that these people have lost their auras, sort of. Yes. And all of that happened just because Nick Clegg sold his soul to the devil. Absolutely not, no. No, most people aren't really aware of that. We we did consider making it public when my approval rating started to bomb, but honestly, even if people do sympathise with you for literally having sold your soul to the devil, surely the positive spin you get from that can't be allowed to undo the curse of bad luck that's set in place from having sold your soul to the devil. If that makes sense, things can only get Worse, as they say. Wasn't it things can only get better? It was, yes. Although the devil that let Blair get away with those war crimes did end up taking all of his genitals. So, when you weigh things up, things probably got worse. Especially when weighing one's genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Nicholas, talking of weight... I can't wait to get my grubby mitts on this spooky that you've so kindly put in front of me. We're finally back to dick jokes with spookies. (laughs) (laughs) This comes full circle. (laughs) This was a long pit stop. (laughs) Pit the elder. Politics. (laughs) Carry on. Who's it? My turn. To you, Nick. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Yes. Yes, it's just in here. Let me whap it out. Sorry, I'm having a little difficulty. Come here. There we go. Gosh, it's a wriggler. Oh, hmm. I might actually have to put on some gloves, if that's, if that's all right. Well, it's totally fine with me. Great. Well, it's always polite to ask. Gentlemen, please, I really need your help. You'll never make Vince Cable popular with memes, Oblong. It's a fool errand. What if we call him Vincey Bay? Like Bay. You know, like for babe. And we do the Vladimir Putin topless on a bear thing, but cables on a dolphin. And David. Unlockable skins for Fortnite. Pogs. Do people still do pogs? David, it's impossible. He simply isn't a sexy man. Unless. No. We need every single ounce of ghost power to lift the sandwich hex that I placed on Ed Miliband. But if we just squeeze a few drops out of this juicy little spooky... You can make Vince Cable popular. We can, yes. But it will be dangerous and messy. Cover both your hands and forearms in ghost mayonnaise and follow my instructions very clearly. Stephen, this is ridiculous. You can't possibly... Quiet, Nicholas. Remember, you work for me, yes? Remember who carries the boxes around. But this isn't... You too. Both hands... And your arms. Mayonnaise. Good. Now bring over the box containing the ghost and stand in this ring. There and there. Equidistant from this rune carved there onto the floor. This is the Circle of Jerk. A safe place where we may freely grapple with the unknown. But you must never look each other in the eye. No, don't do that. It's weird. Now, slide your hands in here. Come on, both of them. Don't be shy. Between the three of us, we've only got one spooky. Now, that doesn't seem anything to be remotely afraid of. But the pleading power of six human hands is very likely to force a stern, rapid transformation. But first, of course, we'll need to get it out. Now on three, tug. Tug like your very life depends on it. Three... Two, one. There we go. There we go. That's doing it. That's actually done it now. One week later. 
This is the Six Cock News with me, Annabella Trifle. Tonight, our main story. Why so many young teens are cabling. Our exclusive interview with the supple young boys and girls at the forefront of the new trend that loudly proclaims, Heck yes, I'd like me to lay that cable. We'll have more on that story, but first, a jingle. Uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do I have any regular features? Oh, well, just listen to this. Thank you. Uh, hello. <laughs> I have a regular feature. Oh, my God, if he could do a feature, the one who wants a feature for so long, suddenly <laughs> says, I, I've been waiting so long for a feature. I've, I've decided to do my own I've feature. i my own feature. Oh. Would you like to hear it? It's my top ten letters of the alphabet. <laughs> I will begin. I is not number one. <laughs> so, do your feature, Steve. <laughs> Gonna want to do that feature now. <laughs> Now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Parakeet Nuisance. Oh, they're a piece of shit, those parakeets. They shit all over you for fun. Parakeets. Nature's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In so much as they eat nuts, which is what I can, from my experience, dicks are always eating nuts. Um, You know, these exotic birds. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm moving on quickly from that. It didn't work. It didn't work, Log. We're moving on. Dicks don't eat nuts. I'm just imagining it. Yeah. Okay, leave on. An Ouroboros of genital <laughs> cannibalism. Um, parakeets in London. Did you know parakeets? Um, famously, a woman mm. let a parakeet out in West London, and now we have parakeets. In yeah. London. Like, there's a lot down near Greenwich. Like, it's fantastic. Like, you just loads of them. Mm. You think you're hallucinating sometimes because you just look out the window and you're like, that tree is full of parrots. No, like, there's a parrot in Nottingham as well, just by some <laughs> all right, fucking rough it up. You've got, you've got a parrot, well done. But they don't have it's parrots. a single parrot. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have parrots. London sorry, has loads sorry, of parrots. You've it's just a got, pirate, sorry. That, I got confused. <laughs> it's, that, it's that pigeon that that youth's got chalk on. <laughs> they call the Nottingham parrot. It's severely injured. You need to call the RSPB. Get on your feature and stop bullying my town. <laughs> um, I am a member of Next Door, which is the social network for neighbours in the local area. You can only sign up if you have an address on the stuff. <laughs> That's very <laughs> fine. Um, an address that verifies that you live in the local area. Yeah, they send you a postcard, don't they, to your address? Yeah, and there's a verification code, so you do that. So, uh, it's great to see what your neighbours are up to, and I think everyone quickly realises that all of their neighbours are curtain-twitching nimbies who complain about police helicopters and um, bins, mostly bins. Oh, ours is mainly, does anyone know a man with a van? I'm like, mate, there's a fucking sign on your street <laughs> it said, that says man, man with, a, with van. a van. Alan. It gives you his name. Alan. <laughs> your man with a van is called Alan. <laughs> Alan, a man, a van. Panama. 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 <laughs> man and a van. <laughs> um, so I saw this message um, called Parakeet Nuisance, written by, um, I'm going to change her name to Sarah. So start hating that name immediately. 
Um, she says, Is anyone else suffering from the incessant screeching all day long from the parakeets that have now infested the Parkland Walk? I guess it was only a question of time, but what to do about them? Not only is this disturbing, but it is sad, as in the 13 years I've lived here, I have seen the magpies chase away the thrush that used to nest outside my window. <laughs> that used to infest my fanny. <laughs> and I'm like, the magpies treat th- thrush. That's a useful tip. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> um, and other small birds. And we now have this pest. The parakeets may look pretty, but they scream all day long. And it is not melodic by any stretch of the imagination. She's using too many words. The sound drowns out any morning chorus. Dot, 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 dot. Is there anything that can be done about it? I like that someone's trying to turn parrots into their own like personal Black Mirror episode. Mm. That's really next level effort for just being a wanker. Do you know in like infomercials when they have like the the black and white before scenes when things are horrible and like pans are flipping <laughs> and cupboards are s- crashing open and Tupperware's falling off, making <laughs> a bit of noise. It's just it's just Sarah opening her window and like covering her ears because they're deafening screeches of parakeets <laughs> as they fly in and scratch her face. Yeah, and she's just like, "Are you tired of parakeet nuisance?" <laughs> What is to be done about the parakeets? She opens the cutlery drawer and like 12 parakeets fly out and punch her in the face as they go. We've got foxes who have decided that like our garden is a good place to fuck in the middle of the night. And that, that drives me mad. Like yeah. I'm not up for fox hunting, but I swear at four in the morning when I like wake up, if I had a gun, I'd just be straight out in the garden, just shooting indiscriminately uh, in every direction. And you can't, they can't, you can't shout at them because they just think you're joining in. And like, yeah, and it's so th- loud. Fox gives you a thumbs up, going, yeah. Nay. They're like <laughs> fox dogging. I didn't know you guys were into fox hogging, dogging humans. Respect. Fox dogging human. Fox hog dogging. This <laughs> is everything. Anything goes yeah. in your garden. I'm not in favour of of uh, of killing foxes. No, but, but even when I, I wake would, up in the I morning, I would genet- introduce a virus that destroyed their vocal cords. <laughs> They're so fucking loud when they're shagging. It's unbelievable. But I think even then, like, that's like in the heat of the moment for them and in the middle of the heat of the dead of the night for me, I want them dead. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, you know, it's fine. It's foxes. Come on, man. Don't be a dick. So the fact this woman has thought about this and decided that she wants parakeets, I've changed my mind. Foxes should be hunted. She wants to broadcast her hate to her neighbour. should be hunted. (laughs) I thought I'd help Sarah with a a remedy that I had come across and uh, I thought would help her. I said, here's what you can do to help the situation, Sarah. Take a sheet of normal baking paper into the garden and rub a small amount of olive oil on it. Vegetable oil will do if you don't have any olive oil. Then sprinkle three tablespoons of seed onto the paper. A multi-seed bird feed is ideal. Pet shops and garden centers will have this, but sesame seeds will work in a pinch. Now take the paper by both ends, scrunch it into the smallest bowl you can manage, shove it up your arse, and leave the parakeets alone. I hope that this helps. Oh, Sarah. And you've done this on a social network with local people. My real name and my face next to it. (laughs) This is brave work. This is really brave. Uh, It got 16 thank yous. (gasps) Is that like a like? That's a like. How many thank yous did she get? Two. Oh my god, <laughs> if it comes down to a street war, you can win. Um, 
Depends how weak those 16 people are. Parakeet lovers. Well, the parakeets will join in if they're not as good for them. Sarah was not happy. <laughs> she replied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said, wow. She saw all the all the thank yous I was getting on my post. And I think that's what really hurt is because she knew that I wasn't just an outlier. Yeah. I was Lots the, of people think she should shove things up her ass. <laughs> I was spart- sparse. Imagine that. Knowing that all your neighbours would like you to just shove anything near my Finger a bit of baking paper up but, your ass. But one thing, it is covered in oil, so it's going to be slightly lewd. But it is uh, a crinkled up bit of sharp paper, so it's going to fucking gonna snag. Get, you can yeah. get yeah. micro lesions. And the oil's on the inside. Um, she said wow where did I say anything about harming these creatures I was hoping to read what others had observed from all points of view but seems that the response so far shows that there is nobody to engage in an intelligent debate oh I just want to debate you oh she's a fucking sea lion let's have a debate about parrots yeah (laughs) I think they're bad what do you think Uh, do you have any evidence for your belief no, I meant real evidence. No, scientifically backed evidence. No, I want more peer reviews than that. I just want evidence. <laughs> Maybe there isn't a way to find a balance, but if we can't discuss this intelligently, then the door is shut. So far, it sounds like <laughs> you all concur with the abusive and unnecessarily obscene response from Stephen. Oh, wow, <laughs> Stephen. Yeah, very clever of you, Mr. Patrick. I... Okay, my name's not real on there. It's Stephen Patrick. (laughs) Patrick's a middle name. So it is my real name. Stephen Patrick are the first two names of Morrissey as well. Yeah, I can't help that, Log. Maybe you should try more. And I am trying to help animals. So me and Morrissey have a lot in common here. By telling women to to abuse themselves. (laughs) Helping helping animals at the expense of humans. Well, yeah, you get some tallies. It's all all starting up. Um, She has a couple of people weigh in on her side. Uh... But then someone pops in on my side and says, he thought it was hilarious. He's been sharing it with his friends on Facebook and Twitter. I'm pretty sure this is going to go viral. (laughs) And Matthew, it did. It got uh, tens of thousands of retweets on the Best of Nextdoor Twitter account, which you can follow. Did it? It's very funny. I say tens of thousands. I made that up. Got a couple of hundred retweets, but they the social network put that on their thing. Um, no, that's best, like, best of next door is an unofficial oh, Twitter. Yeah, that, that sounds like the madness of Mum's Net Twitter account. Yes, and uh, they tweeted it without any credit to me. So, nah. thank you for that. Best yeah, it would have gone to Stephen. What's it called? Jackson. <laughs> Stephen Patrick. Stephen Patrick. <laughs> Um, she replies to him saying, oh, well done, Matthew. I guess you're inspired by the Trump mentality stroke infestation that is now infecting the world. Wow. What? I stepped in and say, fake news, Matty. <laughs> if anyone's behaving like Trump, it's the person calling for the forced removal of the immigrant bird population. <laughs> Let's make Parkland walk great again. <laughs> Uh, and then it got. <laughs> then it got weird. Then it, <laughs> then it got weird. It got because then I, I got five private messages from someone saying, um, "That was hilarious." Oh, everyone's really angry. Fuck them. Yeah, I, Sarah's a fucking bitch. <laughs> then went into she's the my thread, mom and I know she's a bitch. And then just like started bullying her. No, and it was like, oh, no. Now this guy's just saying, oh, I'm going to start feeding the birds so they hang out by your house. And I'm like, don't be a dick. You've ruined that now for me. Uh, that's the problem. You can't. 
anytime you let user-generated content into something, people fucking ruin it. I tried to be do a Gav feature. That was what. That was that my attempt at being Gav. The problem is, as soon as you try and be Gav, you really run the risk of of being um, Gav. And as Log scrambles around to find his laptop and bag so he run, can run, 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 back to Nottingham. Boys, I must away. Run, you Patreon. coward. Tell them to Patreon and subscribe. <laughs> yes. You should Patreon and subscribe to this podcast because Log frequently comes all the way from Nottingham on a train just to be here with you in your ears and mind. How can you do that, Matthew? What well, can you do? You tell me, Stephen. <laughs> You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features mm. and jump on board the increasingly exclusive club that oh. is the regular features patron. <laughs> uh, we occasionally put sling up little drips and drabs of extended features, mm-hmm. missing features, mm. exclusive features, huh? feature addenda, mm. feature amenda, feature addendo. Um, and just little little treats, little musings. Yeah, we sometimes shout people out by name and say nice or horrible things about them for no reason. We do. With no accuracy. New patrons that come on board, we think of an interesting thing about the following person. Matthew, can you tell me um, what fascinates you most about Hakon Lingstad? What fascinates me most about Hakon Lingstad? <laughs> the question was very straightforward, Matt. But you, well, you, were you say that, but it's possibly the least straightforward person I've ever met. What fascinates me most about them, I think, is their eyes. They have this sort of strange, constant swirling sensation moving between green and blue, sometimes red. Uh, you can get lost in them for hours. It's Hakon and- Lingstad's spirally eyes sometimes of course. pulled out of them with a rope it's just it's literally dangerous they should put signs around his face it's like the static tv from poltergeist you yeah. don't want to get too close to it you'll end up in poltergeist zone just <laughs> <laughs> definitely that's where the poltergeists live yeah well she came back out of there she was not right no. she was not ready to go back to school no <laughs> it's not an appropriate way to prepare for the new season of school and what about Nikki Champa? What about Nikki Champa? I think Nikki Champa's the tallest person ever to have lived. I think so as well. Yeah. How does she get her legs out like that? Do they unfold? Are they spirally? I don't understand how it works, but all I know is she's literally hundreds of feet tall. And hundreds of years old. Yeah. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. (laughs) And uh, you can jump on board the Patreon train. uh, Or just rate and review us on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And uh, check out the website for any upcoming live shows. We're going to do one big live show blast uh, before the end of the year. A big proper blowout. And um, if you keep listening, we'll we'll tell you when that is. But we are working on it. We want to get back together, see our readers, look them in the eyes. Get the band back together, look everyone in the eyes, make them no fear. Kiss make them, them know. Um, but if not, why don't you just come back next week? Yeah. And listen to what we've got lined up for you. Probably more regular features. See you on Thursday, babies. Bye. Baby.